welcome to another PowerCast, where you get keys to the power of God. Now, let's pray. Father, I thank you for another day. To breathe is a benefit. To breathe is a gift. I thank you, Father. We don't have anything that we ourselves have done without your help. We have only received in this life good by your hand. And any evil that we've gotten has been from not having it by, from you because you only give good and perfect gifts. So, Father, we pray that you help us, O oh Lord, to steer in the right way so that every gift that we do receive is only from you and every gift will be good that way. And we won't receive anything else that the enemy has for us. We come against any foul spirit, any wicked spirit that would be against what you want your people to receive so that we may stay in faith and that we may stay strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. We thank you, Father, you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above what we ask or think, both now and forever. Amen. All right, we're still talking about following God here. Uh, I thought I'd get done in the last one, but I believe we get done in this one. I only have one point to go over, but we're talking about the dangers of not following God so we're talking about following God, but in this session, we're still talking about the dangers of not following God, the reasons and the results. So we're going to discuss the hindrances to following God, why we don't follow God, and the dangers that come from not following God. And I believe we can conclude in this session. Now, I want you to remember, most of all, I keep saying this, and I want it to be to, to stick. Making a decision to live without God or not following God will open the door of opportunity to every bad thing, every sad thing that could happen in your life and allow it to happen. It'll open the door of opportunity to every bad thing that could happen to happen. However, making a decision to follow God will give you the best possible outcome that you could that could happen and have it to happen in your life forever, starting now, stretching into eternity. Now, we've gone over a lot. We talked about things that stop us from following God, from other people, being taught wrong, don't want to let God be God, rebellion, people don't think their world view through, influence of somebody else in their lives, learning from someone speaking out of outside of their expertise. We want other things or people to be God instead of God. Uh, we miss out on God's, not, oh, some of the dangers of not following God. We miss out on his knowledge and wisdom. We miss out on his leadership and guidance. Uh, we end up in pride, which leads to shame and destruction. And reviewing still some other pe reasons why people don't follow God. Some of us are lazy. We've reached out for God in a very, you know what? I'm going to let the word describe it. God says this a little bit better than I do. I like his word choice here. Uh, if we look at Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 10. Something that sticks out to me when I read this, it says uh, in the Strong's, con the, I'm sorry, the King James Version with the Strong's Concordance. I read the Strong's Concordance Version and it's very helpful. You can look at what the words mean and what the words were translated from. But it says that, and it's talking about Israel, and Judah, and how they have turned away from God. And it says, in verse 10, and yet for all this, her treacherous sister, her treacherous sister, Judah, hath not turned unto me with her whole heart, but feignedly, saith the Lord, feignedly, or in pretense, or kind of, uh, let's look at this in another version. It says, Israel's unfaithful sister did not come back to me with her whole heart. She only pretended that she came back to me. 
this message is from the Lord. Now, I think that's a lot of us sometimes, instead of pressing hard for God, we'll kind of do the bare minimum, you know, I did my good deeds for the week, I hear a lot, like, what does that mean, (laughs) you know, we're talking about following God, not, you know, throwing God some IOUs or something, we're talking about walking with God, and not texting God, right, we're talking about calling God, visiting God, spending time with God, can I move in here, you know, that's that's a nice place, that's how we're trying to be following God, not feignedly. So sometimes laziness can keep us away from God's uh, ways and from God's best. Patience, not having enough patience to wait on God can harm us and keep us from following God. Some people are ignorant of God by circumstance. They just don't even know, right? They haven't heard the word preached. Some are ignorant by choice. They are willingly walking away from God. Some people just don't like doing things God's way, so they aren't ignorant They actually know better, but they just don't want to do it God's way. So they don't obey. Why don't they want to do things God's way? Because we like to follow others. How did these people do it? How did this nation do it? How did this guy do it? That guy's a a genius. You know, he's really good at that. He's probably good at this life thing. Some people have other priorities. Um, They'd rather do this other thing first that seems more important to them. Uh, They get distracted with the world and things in the world, the glories of the world, the treasures of the world, the excitement of being successful, whatever that means to them. So some people would choose somebody to marry that's not for them or not marry the person that is for them because they want to live their own version of life. Some people don't have kids because they want to enjoy their life more. Uh, And even though I understand that, that doesn't mean that it's going to give you God's best or that it's right. Now, some people love darkness rather than light. And we saw that last time with Israel. They actually, God left the people, God left a bad influence around them because he said, look, you're not doing what I'm going to, what I've been saying to do. Joshua did. I drove out a whole bunch of nations for him. But even these weak nations, I'm not even going to leave them here. The remnant of these nations, I'm not leaving them here. I'm not driving them out for you. They're going to just stay right here. Let's see if you cry out and say, hey, you know what? They're changing us. They're, they're, they're affecting us now. We need your help because they're already turning away from him anyway. They wanted something else other than God's best or God's ways. God's ways can sometimes be a burden to the flesh, to your natural mind and natural uh, body. The Bible's very clear. It says the natural man is an enemy of God. The natural mind is an enemy of God. So the man, the part of you that's not been renewed to God's ways, the part of you that's not been born again, if you have not received God's life on the inside of you, even your spirit now, I mean the whole of you, as an enemy to God, it's not going to want to line up with God's ways. Uh, Even if you want to do the right thing, it's going to be for purposes God did not establish. And God does not even regard vanity. So if you're doing it just because, well, I think it's right. God don't care nothing about that. Okay. He, he's, he was here for before us. He's got his own plan and agenda. We're on his territory. We're made by his rules. Let's follow him. And that's even if he was an evil guy, like you better follow him. Just, you better just watch out 
But when his actual reason that he wants you to follow him is because you're made in his image, he wants the best for you like he wants for himself. He wants you to be rich forever. He wants you to be blessed forever. He wants you to be holy and chaste and right and strong and be at your best. Well, I don't know why we wouldn't follow that. Now, here's the point I'm going to go over this time. And this is my main point. There's three points I'm going to cover. The first one's pride. Pride is the one of the biggest reasons people don't follow God. This was the devil's issue. This was Lucifer's issue. Now, we're talking about the devil like, you know, he's just that guy who lives down the street. No, this is a, a spiritual being who was able to reflect the glory of God, is an eternal being, and is now an eternal enemy of God. Had the right to choose whether or not he would follow God, but because of pride, because of pride, he started looking at himself a little longer than he did God. And the word of God also shares that he had a throne in a kingdom. So he had some things to kind of be quote unquote proud of, but that pride from being, you know, I'm happy about this. Thank you. God turned into, wow, I'm awesome. <laughs> and it can change like that on you, you know, in, in the blink of an eye. Now, because we grow up in this natural world from our mothers and fathers, we're able to live autonomously. Many times we figure we don't need God, right? Once we're able to take care of ourselves. Uh, or feel like we can we feel like we don't need God and oh boy don't go out and accomplish something great because then you're a real candidate to really be so into yourself that you figure that you don't need God now listen to what Jesus says about this Jesus said in Mark 10 and 24 and the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered them again. Now, at first, right before that, he had said, How hardly shall they that have riches enter into the kingdom of God? But now he says, Children, how hard is it for them that trust in riches to enter into the kingdom of God? So, why? Because he has his own way of doing things. He has his own way that's made him, quote-unquote, successful in this time and in this day. He does not clearly see his need for God. Give? Put others first? Be humble? give all that I have if God tells me he'd never tell me that he wants me to have money he would never tell me to give things away well maybe if you were God you wouldn't because you're after your own best interest but God's thinking of seeing this whole picture right and sometimes just you giving is better for you than receiving because of the ways that money can and prosperity can sometimes manipulate you now uh, not that it's wrong because God's goal is for us to have more than we need. But at the same time, if we have more than we need, if our attention's on that, we can miss out on what God wants us to know, how God wants us to live God's best, his way of living, his way of doing. So we think God would never tell us to do things different. And surely this is a, um, if God were a human, concept he would be normal right he would this is exactly how you would think he would think like us wouldn't he tell us that everything we're doing is great and don't change a thing wouldn't life be full of mediocrity with no real drive or purpose but earthly survival now sure someone could try to create some purpose or legacy but what would be the point pleasure and enjoyment would jump to the top of that list so if you're bringing up your own purpose i'm going to create my own purpose it's going to be all about you Right. You could say that it's to help others, but you made it up. So it's still about you. 
right? This is this that's the benefit of being with God. We didn't come up with this. And a lot of people are fighting against it. And the part of us that are fighting against it are just the parts that have not been renewed to God's ways, God's love, God's faithfulness, God's mercy. However, that's our mission is to change that. So it says in Israel, or in Psalms, it says in Psalms that Israel was going back and forth to God. They would be get so powerful and mighty and wealthy that other nations would fear them. When this would happen, they would not recognize God anymore, particularly, particularly recognizing that the only reason that they were there was because of God. They would go from the top nation on the earth to the least nation on the earth, where he said, sometimes people will be astonished at you like, whoa, what, what? As a nation, because they were decimated or, or because their fall was so great. They were the greatest. They were a trillion, quadrillion dollar industry. And now they're worth absolutely nothing and they're bankrupt. You know, this, this is what he's saying happens to Israel when they turn away from God. Because God works so closely with them, we get to see how extreme the effects of not following God can be. Because God works so closely with Israel, we get to see what happens when we follow God versus when we don't. So they would follow God and become rich, and then they would forget God. What would happen? What would make them recognize what they had done? Same thing that happens today. Trouble comes. They get attacked. They get sick. Businesses will shut down. People just couldn't figure out how to make things work. Famine, because they're out of the Lord's protection. Then they would stay there because it was not immediate that trouble would come after they turned away from God. It was over time. So they would not recognize it, right? They would turn away from God. And it wasn't like, as soon as I turn away from God, boom. It was over time, sometimes even a generation. Then God would raise up someone to tell them what the deal was. He would raise up a judge or a prophet or a king or somebody, or a priest, and tell them to return to God and they would be return and become victorious again. Now this is the same thing to get today. If God is not involved in your life, you're exposed to defeat. It doesn't mean that it will happen today or tomorrow, or even a couple years, because God gives us time to change. He sometimes can still protect us for a time. Others are praying for us to see us clearly change and clearly reconcile our differences with God. Now, the devil doesn't know you have your guard down sometimes and many other things, but defeat will happen if you stay away from God. And sometimes it happens after this life is over. Now, let me tell you, an eternity away from God is not what you want. Nothing in this life is comparable to the next life. So the victory in this life is not comparable to how victorious the next life can be if you choose God. The defeat in this life is not even comparable to the defeat of eternity. So... Here's a bonus reason why people don't follow God, because something bad happened to me. Whatever bad happened to you, you that's a reason to go to God, because he's the only one that has promises on changing something that's so bad, man can't do anything about it. And whatever's bad now, if you stay away from God, it's just going to be multiplied, because you're going to the person that sent the bad to you, which would be the enemy or the devil and his angels or his imps. Now, the Bible says this world is a shadow of things to come. Don't settle for a shadow. What if you are married to a shadow of a gorgeous or a beautiful person or a wonderful person? 
What if someone only gave you the shadow of a delicious meal? What if instead of winning millions of dollars, you get a shadow of millions of dollars? You'd be mad when you saw the real thing. Well, the Bible teaches us that in comparison to the next life, this life is a shadow. That means the suffering that comes in this life is extremely intensified in the next life, as well as the good in this life is exponentially multiplied in the next life. And their good and evil are separated in the next life instead of mixed together like they are in this world. Because in the next world, the rulers of that world reign. So the ruler of heaven is God, the ruler of hell is the devil. But here man's the ruler and he's confused. Right? He's got good and evil going on, so you see good and evil in the earth. Because he's the ruler here. Because God said in Genesis 1, 26, 27, 28, have dominion, have rulership. You're the ruler over the earth. It also says it in other places. Same thing. Psalms 8, Hebrews 2, 